Welcome, listeners, to the ASI Podcast. My name is Russ Shaw, Season 7, Episode 13. Hey, stop on by the vintage website, ASI247.org. In this here episode, we're going to visit the provocative word penetration and ask the same question Tina Turner once asked. And it's only the thrill Love, peace, justice, and embracing life? That is the question. This is Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. Yes, kicking it off with some bumpers by Tina Turner and Scott Stapp. There's an odd couple for you right there, right? Wanted to thank my donators, um, highlighting Seth S. and Carlton Monthly. Contributor Carlton, man, that oh, that is so incredible that you guys give. And Glenn, there's, there's way more than I could mention. There's a bunch of people over the years who have given to this show. Thank you so much. Um for putting your life energy into keeping these shows going and alive, especially after making the decision that this will no longer be a company monetized podcast. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> if you're like me and you're like, uh, you're hitting the fast forward button while the host is like going through products that they're pumping or whatever, like, that's um, not entirely why I do it. But, but by the way, ASI247.org, um, become a co producer. Click that if you'd like to co produce, help keep this thing going and uh, not subject other listeners to a bunch of ads <laughs> but I've already said I'm not going to do that alright it's just the frequency of shows that I'm working on over here and uh, part of that is the music <laughs> the, how I've uh, bumped these shows over the years using kind of a rule from talk radio that I learned about bumper promos the music on this show is not approved by all the legal lawyer entities, the stamps and I's dotted, T's crossed. <laughs> I have to mention that while I'm here. Uh, ASI247.org, mentioning this because of the Fair Use Act, whatever that is. But uh, this is a non-monetized podcast, and I don't play the full song, right? And, yeah, I know bands aren't making a ton of money off streaming media. But Spotify has a unique way of letting people connect with the music a little. What What's another thing? Well, uh, I have a playlist. It's ASI Podcast Bumps. I encourage listeners to follow the playlist. And if you like the band's... 
follow the bands and you get notifications on merch vinyl you know concert dates if this uh craziness that we're living through ever <laughs> ever allows for concerts again it will man this too shall pass all right that's the truth and i'm just gonna go here today on this podcast i've got some notes uh my adhd it's been a little crazy lately, and I've been, you know, tossing around the idea of getting on medication again, just because it's been really hard, difficult to follow through with things, to finish tasks. You know, I've been unemployed now since March, and I have a job, like, lined up. The guy said, we're going to call you as soon as we start hiring again, and I'm still waiting, right? <laughs> so, like, doing projects around the house, I'm, like, starting one thing and then starting another thing and then doing another thing. And, and then I have all these ideas and thoughts, and I'm interacting with people online and, you know, Facebook and then the My Pilgrimage um, area site, uh, Facebook group, like those folks, like just, it's such a great group when it comes to this here, uh, why this show exists. Um, but just a lot of distraction, right? That's what I've been struggling with, suffering through even during this time. And it had me thinking about how love makes you vulnerable. Not only that, but the definition of penetration, what that word means. So I had to look it up again. I looked it up before, but I read this and I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta record another podcast, man. Gotta, gotta talk to some of my ASI peeps. Glad you guys are here. Um, the action or process of making a way through or into something. That's the number one definition. And over the years, this podcast has penetrated a lot of uh, earphones, earpieces, speakers, uh, ear holes, and people's noggins, right? The impact of one person's story. This is just my story, things I've learned, things I've picked up along the way. Um, this show, by the way, is created for people who struggle and have suffered through or are currently suffering through, which uh, odds are is why you're listening, um, compulsive sexual behavior, a.k.a. sexual addiction, a.k.a. intimacy disorder. If you want to use those words. I think the language is simply feeling out of control in one's own body. And then making a decision to make a change. Uh, I've been seeing that on my pilgrimage, um, the Facebook group. And I've interacted with it in emails from folks before. um, Before my struggles with... uh, sexual integrity, to use those words, um, it was drugs and alcohol. And I've heard in recovery groups, people going, I need to make a change. I'm ready to start and make this change. And so beyond this, you know, sexual understanding of the word penetration is kind of a longing to be penetrated right? Motivate me. You know, that's a lot of why we reach for material like 
this podcast, for example, or groups of people like my pilgrimage uh, Facebook group or the Heart, Mind, Love, Sex, and Affection, my Facebook group. Social media is kind of part of that. I'm bored, right? I need a, a dopamine hit. Penetrate me with something interesting, something encouraging, something funny, something that makes me feel connected. And this had me thinking about this uh, language, you know, the language of a word like penetration, for example, that's in the English language, or the way that we use love. Tina Turner, you know, that song, What's Love Got to Do With It? What's Love But a Secondhand Emotion? This is a very bluesy pop song that came out in the 80s, but that's a that's a bluesy lyric. But that is some of the language that we use, and I've used some of that language on the show before. You know, in the past, I've used... You know, getting to this idea, and maybe me being preachy a little bit, but the uh, using love as another word for um, affection, right? Or even arousal. We use a love language to, you know, like I talked about a little in the last show, that turns me on when it comes to happiness or something that makes us feel alive, we use that kind of language, right? I'm turned on. That turns me on. That gets me excited. Even, you know, <laughs> erection kind of language. You hear it's a little more crass and maybe blue collar sort of humor, you know, that gets me hard as a man. Tell you what, right there, look at that truck, right? Um, but, but you can hear what I'm saying. And in that song, though, I think that there is something to that language of of downgrading love to either arousal or affection. I feel love for this person. Um, you can feel affection for a person. The, the The language of affection and arousal, like I'm 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 affectionate. I like this person. I'm I'm falling in love with this person. And some of that, really, I do believe, is just evolutionary biology. All right. And I know that I just said that, and there's Christians that listen, and there is a spiritual aspect to some of this show, um, but I, I tend to lean towards uh, creation by evolution as kind of my theology. I'm not going to, I don't know for sure, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, the book of Genesis, yeah, it really is a metaphor, right? I tend to, to kind of lean that way that it's a metaphor, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, but I also believe in science, and we have a lot of really good behavioral science around sexuality and even the pathology of arousal and desire. Um, what we find attractive in a mate how our hearts are penetrated. So yeah, man, like it or not, I'm going to use the language of philosophy, theology, and science in this show, <laughs> just to be an equal opportunity offender, in a way. 
hopefully, hopefully you can respect that. And I do bring a certain amount of humor into it. And there's some folks over the years that have said that, you know, it's sort of a defense mechanism. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's just my style, man. It's just how I, it's just how I roll. Um, I'm trying not to judge myself if I, as I'm running through my head on conversations I've had in the past reviews I've read of this here podcast, especially on iTunes. Hey, if you haven't left a review yet, <laughs> hopefully, a, hopefully a kind review, uh, iTunes, I don't know, wherever you hear this podcast. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I digress, see that I just, I just ran off the rails there. Hold on a second. Where was I? Penetration. When someone penetrates that barrier. What is the barrier? Boredom, stress, feeling like life is meaningless, feeling alone. There's another barrier, right? And I remember in the past, and and some of you who know my story, you know, this crashing on a porn binge or, you know, in my story, worse just the feelings of of self-hatred and uh, there comes that there's either this thing that rolls in that I need to make a change or this weird acceptance of, of the current state um, or a blend of both. But usually it was sad and it would painful, painfully crushing, you know, and pain has a way of like clipping our wings Pain is like the the big mobster who comes along with a baseball bat and breaks one's kneecaps. Pain can stunt you. It can make you feel unwilling to move, unable to fly. And so I get how breaking that can be really, really important and really, really critical and in wanting to see the change um, and, and becoming the person you feel like the pain has has pushed you down, right? And, and being able to be you without it, you know. There's some of that language I used in the past, I wanted to, because to, I've heard, you know, I was reading some blog posts and sometimes I step into nofap and just to feel because that's part of my dedication to this podcast and doing these shows is like I said that years ago like this is I'm really dedicated to seeing people break free of this thing not having them feel like that you know because I know that feeling I've been in that deep dark horrible hole I know what that feels like and I want you know if there's anything I can do to help penetrate that barrier of just self-hatred and loathing I'm do I'm doing my best over here you know that's what I'm trying to to do with this here podcast this audio blog if you will um but getting to the point where you get knocked down and you get back up and I've said that a lot on this show it's just what you do when you get back up that I believe has changed over the years how you assess your situation and yourself. I really do believe that sunlight in the morning, right? This idea that every day 
is a brand new beginning. Every day really is a brand new start. I know it sounds self-helpy and cliche, but there's something profoundly true and even spiritual about that 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 idea, that saying that every day is a brand new day. Every day has a different energy potential. It's a it's it's just another day on the calendar. No, it's not. Only if you look at it that way. Okay, there I go sounding preachy again. Um, let me bring that in a little bit. If you feel that way, there's something to that. There's something very real about that. When you start to feel like every day the same, like there's no hope. The sunlight's not penetrating the water. That feeling is very real, and I don't want to be Mr. Preachy Man trying to, you know, that, that even when it came out of my mouth, I'm like, Ugh, I just said that. <laughs> like, there's something in me that, that triggers me when someone does that towards myself. I'm just rolling with this, man. I'm not cutting any of this stuff out. That's how, how my crazy mind works sometimes. Um, but that feeling is real. That feeling is real to you if you feel that way. This is why I think some of these movies, the movie Groundhog Day um, has spawned maybe a new genre of, of storytelling. Um, I just watched uh, Palm Springs. My wife and I watched it on Hulu, which I, I strongly recommend. It's one of those, it's, it's, it's a comedy. Some would say a dark comedy. Um, but it, it, it exposes that Fiction does that really well. One of my favorite authors is C.S. Lewis, and he talks about how it fiction tends to penetrate our watchful dragons. Right? It can bring in a a feeling or an emotional message where the that we maybe you know aren't aware of or conscious of. Um, Palm Springs is a story of a guy who's stuck in one of these, you know, Groundhog Day-like um, situations. If you've seen Groundhog Day, you know that it's the telling of that story where Bill Murray wakes up and every day is the same. Um, in this one, it's sort of like the zombie apocalypse film where you ever, you know, you ever wonder how, like, all of a sudden there's a zombie apocalypse. Like, no one really explains or or solves the, dif- the the dissonance around why that is. It just is. Like, people wake up and there's dead people running around eating other people, right? <laughs> That's just the reality of the situation. And it's kind of like that in the Palm Springs film where um, Andy Sandberg's character just is, he's just the guy who lives in this infinite, quantum time loop situation and then he meets this woman who penetrates that right um russian doll is another one that's a whole series on netflix of a a woman who is going through a quantum time loop stuck in kind of situation and it, it those stories are great and beautiful because i think that they show us you know how do I get out of this? You know, and that's kind of where you're at with the character as you watch those stories. How do I? How do they get? How are they going to get out of this? Right? How is this thing going to resolve? 
And whether you call it sexual addiction or compulsive sexual behavior or intimacy disorder, I will say this. Um, love will make you vulnerable, you know. Love will fillet you open if you let it. It's the truth that's looking for you, you know. This, this idea of hunting for answers. There, there's something in the culture that I grew up in. The, the philosophical culture of American evangelicalism. There is something unhealthy in there about seeking answers and getting your questions answered. And it was very, it was very male. It was very kind of testosterone driven, I felt like. And it was just a lot of dudes sitting around reading theology books or arguing philosophy and hungering and thirsting for truth, so to speak. But what they didn't see, and what I didn't see at the time, was this idea of certainty, and I've talked about that on the show a lot, and that certainty blocks us from really seeing the truth when we keep something as certain. The reason we do it is to not be vulnerable, you know? The reason we get so incredibly certain about things, you know, that's I think that's what's driving a lot of this um, here in 2020 with COVID-19, this conspiracy theory, you know, the people latch on to some of these conspiracy theories and, and yeah, they're unproven, but people get so certain about them that they'll risk their lives and the lives of family members to, to, to hopefully see that they're right about something or they have the answers, um, to this mystery. I mean, COVID-19 is still a mystery. Like, we know a lot about it, and we don't know a lot about it. And there's something perplexing about that. There's something really frustrating about that for a lot of our social consciousness. Like, we don't like not having the answers. We don't like sitting in uncertainty. When it comes to relationships and sexuality, it's it, those conspiracy theories tend to just wisp around in our brain about are we safe can i be vulnerable or open with this person a lot of it has to do with our history and how we grew up how we were treated what happened to us when we did open up to other people family members people we let in close in theology this word neighbor right love your neighbor as yourself um some of the language of the Ten Commandments even, right? Don't covet thy neighbor's wife or his stuff or his boat, right? But that that idea of your... The word neighbor, it's interesting. We do a deep dive on that, that what that word actually means in the ancient Hebrew. It meant the, the folks, very much like today, people who live trustingly close to you Right. Like, I don't really give a rip what my crazy cousin, you know, who lives a thousand miles away, posts on Facebook and believes about, you know, Trump or QAnon or, you know, some some of these whacked out conspiracy theories like it, it doesn't impact me that much. He's that guy's not that close to me. His family, though, Russ. Yeah. Second cousin twice removed. I don't know. You get my point, though, right? Like, people on social media, like, there's this 
divide um, between us and the people that are trustingly close to us. Like my neighbor, if my neighbor, if one of my, I'm blessed to have really good neighbors, but if any of my neighbors were to move out and then at some crazy or jackass moves in next door, there's not a lot I can do about that, right? Some of us grow up like that and we're not, we don't see it. We don't see that, you know, when I started getting into this work of trying to find out why I was self-self-destructive, why um, the, the idea of the start, right? I want to start living differently now. And when I made that choice and started to let my guard down, started to take down all these big white bricks in the wall, People said things like, oh, God, Russ, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry that people weren't there for you. I'm sorry that, you know, your upbringing was like that. Not that it was some pity party, but part of me, like, was just like, this is just normal, man. This is just how, isn't this just how kids grow up? Um, No. No, that wasn't right. What I went through, how I experienced life when life was new to me, how you and I may navigate with our little heart-level GPS navigation system, relationships, trust, being open, being honest. That's another one. Being a truth-teller. Stepping out into the truth, living in the light, so to speak. So I'm going to wrap this episode up with a uh, with a quote, and I'm going to challenge you to maybe reevaluate your definition of this word love, and maybe open yourself up to the energy that it emanates. Because I believe it is the only thing that will break this quantum time loop. So here you go. This is um, C.S. Lewis. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one not even a pet or an animal wrap it up carefully round it with hobbies and little luxuries avoid all entanglements lock it up safe in a casket or a coffin of your selfishness but in that casket safe, dark, motionless airless, it will change It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, unpenetrable, unredeemable. Because to love, to really love, is to be vulnerable. That's C.S. Lewis. Um, I would add that light, as long as light penetrates darkness, and it does, all right. 
as long as sunlight breaks through water, it can break through to your soul, to your essence, to your core, if you let it. It's not so much that you're seeking answers, but answers are seeking you. The truth is seeking you, and it will find you if you let it. I love you guys. I do mean that sincerely. Till next time, bye. Hello. Welcome to Everything You've Ever Learned. Brought to you by Hello. Welcome to Everything You've Ever Learned. Sponsored by Hello. Hello. Welcome to Everything You've Ever Learned. Brought to you by... A.S. I. Or Attitudes of Sexual Integrity is a listener-supported podcast. Do you like what you hear, here? Please leave a review on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher or wherever you may be hearing this podcast. The podcast, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity is owned by Digital Audio Project LLC who is responsible for its contents. SI, the podcast and its content is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to replace or substitute for any professional physiological, medical, legal, or other advice. In addition Russ makes no representations or warranties within or through the podcast or website. If you have specific concerns or a situation in which you require professional physiological or medical advice, you should consult with an appropriately trained and qualified specialist. Like the jams we play here on the podcast? Go to asi.org and follow the Kickin' playlist, or search ASI Podcast Bumps on Spotify. Follow the bands if you like the music and get notifications for concert dates, merch, vinyl, and stuff. Okay bye now.